With more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Welcome back. Jim, until fairly recently, um, the FAA regulations were pretty unclear about how exactly law enforcement agencies could use unmanned aerial vehicles, unmanned aerial systems, UAS, UAVs. I hate using the word drone, but that's one of the terms that's been tossed around. Um, I think it was in 2016... The rules around that became a little bit more clear um, in terms of places that the law enforcement can use a UAV, tactics for the use of a UAV. Some of the things kind of shook out. And these systems are now becoming more and more popular at police agencies. Um, that having been said, certainly there are privacy concerns on the part of citizens. They envision little tiny bugs with cameras on them peering in their windows and checking Minority out. report. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, again, the public informed by Hollywood and not by reality. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, there are so many interesting tactical uses for a UAV for law enforcement. It seems to me that it it's almost a must now for most, at least larger agencies, to have at least one UAV unit, right? Sure. And I, and I see the value. I certainly see the value. And, and I see the value at critical incidents or hazmat situations where you don't want to send live personnel in. I mean, think about the advantage if you have an open air situation um, where you have an active shooter, where you want to get a better vantage point. You want to find out what their firearm capability is. How many suspects do you have? Are there people injured? So rather than send uh, live people into live fire uh, hot zones, you send in a drone or a UAV or a UAS. Um, you know, when we talked briefly about what do you think about arming them? What do you think about a, an armed capacity for a drone? Um, I mean, right now we're in, we're in the crawl of the crawl, walk, run uh, era of UAVs, UASs. And so at the crawl stage, I think the FAA, you know, per the, the Police One article I read, the FAA says you've got to have them in line of sight. Mm-hmm. So that limits the, the, the distance that you can put them at. And, and you're probably limited by the, the, the aerial capability of your controls. Um, you certainly don't want to let one of those things armed get out of, out of sight. Right. But now, I mean, we've seen you know, snippets on social media of... Uh, of these drones uh, firing weapons or uh, carrying up to, I don't know, I think it's like 40 pounds? Uh, it depends upon the UAV. I mean, there's systems that are as big as a, the, 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 the diameter of a Coke can. Mm-hmm. And then there are systems that are as large as almost like a small car, like sure. a smart car. They're gigantic. Right. No, and I mean, oh. you could see the commercial uses for that. Uh, Amazon or... Kmart.com, Walmart.com, any any service that wants to make deliveries. In my city right now, you've got essentially a uh, igloo on wheels that can drive and deliver pizzas or mm-hmm. 
goods or, or food. Um, but if you're talking about a heavy-duty commercial drone carrying up to 40-pound load, I mean, think about the IED possibilities, the, the EOD possibilities. Um, and again, if you could put eyes on without getting someone in harm's way, why not use them? Yeah, I, there, there's a couple of very specific um, tactical scenarios where I think that these things are the right, absolutely the right tool to use. Okay. Um, first off, if you can't get um, eyes on for search and rescue because the canopy of the trees is prevents eyes on the ground, sure. you can actually take a UAV and fly under the canopy mm-hmm. and search for a person who might be injured or, 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 or missing. Right. Another one, <clears throat> active shooter scenario, you, but you're not, you don't have any more shots fired. All right? You don't know if your, your uh, shooter has killed himself. You don't know if he's just not finding any victims. Out of ammo? You have, out of ammo. You have no idea what your scenario is. Send the UAV into the building. Another one, accident um, uh, investigation. You can get great aerial footage and get probably a lot more information about what happened, looking at various you know tire marks and all these other things. Additional information for whatever procedure would come after that. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many really interesting ways in which these things can be used. Another one, you have a person who's in a car who is um, someone calls in and says, we, "We think he's suicidal. We think he's armed." You don't want to go up near that person sure. with a B pillar. You don't want to get anywhere near them. But you can fly a, the UAV so low, you can put that camera right next to the driver's window and look and see: Does the guy have a gun? Is the guy, you know, what's his what's his issue? What's his mm-hmm. what's his problem? Mm-hmm. Really interesting stuff. I don't think politically we can get anywhere near weaponizing um, a, a UAV right now. I know that they've conducted experiments, and as it's a stable enough platform to fire a Glock 17. You know, so, or maybe more, depending upon, again, the size of your UAV. I happen to be related to someone who is a professional UAV pilot, um, and he makes his living doing films and Hollywood stuff, and I think he's even worked in agriculture uh, mm-hmm. and doing, you know, getting the literally the lay of the land from above. There's so many possibilities of how these things can be used, not just in law enforcement, but sure. across the different, uh, different uh, uh, industries, really. Yeah. And again, when you when you talk about all the scenarios that you talk about, we in a, in a hostage or barricaded suspect situation, we have capabilities now with um, with bomb robots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you can't, you know, if you, if we don't have a somebody with a major league arm to throw the throw phone, you know, fifty or sixty yards, right. you can get it there with a drone. You can get visual and 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 communication <clears throat> with an individual. Um, looking for people that might be critically injured within mm-hmm. a active shooter zone and you might be able to get a better understanding of could you know can you get help to them or evacuate them mm-hmm. the the uses are not just for uh you know these extreme critical incidents I, I think the capabilities are there if you just look at what your your own agency does with a an eod or bomb robot i know they have been armed before mm-hmm. um maybe it's because that you know they're on a tether of a cable of a hundred feet or less, and and we feel okay about that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe we're just not so so uh, secure in, in our knowledge of what a drone can do or a UAV can do um, at this point. Yeah, I, I think what we you had mentioned the crawl, you know, walk, run. Uh, 
I, I think we're just at the very beginning of crawl. Mm-hmm. We're not even close to the end of crawl. Yeah. <laughs> and I think what we're going to find is, you know, the, the flight times are going to get longer. You know, the battery power is going to get better. Um, you know, they do have limited flight time now. So, I mean, people who are fearful of, well, this thing's going to be, you know, on station for 24 hours in my neighborhood and surveilling all of the land. And that's just not a capability right now, let alone policy. Um but you're going to find that these things are going to last longer in the air. You're going to, they're going to go farther. Um, they're going to get more payload. We're going to get really, what's, what's the law? You know, it's like if, if 10 times per year over and over, over 10 years, you're going to have 100,000 times more capability. Sure. Um, very, very quickly. And it's, it's really an interesting topic to me. I've written about it n- numerous occasions. Um, my belief is that um, they're, there, every major agency should have at least one UAV unit. Yeah, and if, if you don't have one yet or you're developing policy, I came across a great um, template on the International Association of Chiefs of Police website, the IACP, uh, recommended guidelines for unmanned aircraft. And I think it's a good start, at least get you thinking. Like any new policy, why reinvent the wheel if somebody's already done it? Uh, go out there, see what other people have. I just read recently, I thought it was, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought it was the Olympics where they're talking about having drone catchers, and that is bigger uh, drones with a, a capability of dropping a net, yeah. chasing and dropping a net on another drone. Yeah, and I think that that's, a, you know, really, that brings up another issue, that there are going to be bad guy drones. Sure. And there probably already are bad guy drones. And so we have to figure on how that's going to play into the mix as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have nefarious actors who have enough cash to buy a fairly significant system. And they're going to use them for all kinds of bad things. And they're cheap now. They're not that expensive. And, you know, it's it's not that difficult to get certified to fly one. Um, you know, I think it's a, a $150 for it to take the exam. And it's probably a 30-hour course or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's not even a full week of, of, of effort. So... You, you're going to find that you, the drone catcher might be a thing we're going to be looking at here at some point in our you know, domestic United States as well, because yeah. people are using these things for all kinds of purposes. Now, you know, you could have the little recreational thing that's just a toy, sure. you know, but then you have you have machines that are significant, significant capabilities that can get up to a thousand feet in the air and can do all kinds of crazy stuff. So it's just something we have to be looking at. Right. Yeah, and, and we're on that verge. I think you started out by talking about the First Amendment issues. When can we send a drone up to gather information? Um, we're already seeing in the private sector and uh, people, uh, drone owners, and they, there were an awful lot at one point, and the access is less and less. Here in California, uh, most state beaches, state parks, county parks, city parks don't allow the use of uh, drones. Um, homeowners associations are banning drones. So unless unless you uh, can delineate some open space to use a drone, um, it may just end up being a commercial use uh, yeah, vehicle. Entirely possible. Um, we want to hear from you. Do you have a UAV unit? Do you have any interest in having a UAV unit? Um, give us an email. Uh, send us an email to policingmatters at police1.com. That's policingmatters at police1.com. Thanks again for listening.